this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. It's the weekend, so relax and listen to some stories the whole family can enjoy. That's right, it's the Saturday Story Circle, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Chapter 11 Martin Davies stood stock still in the center of his tastefully appointed dining room, and stared straight ahead with eyes that burned with a strange fire, and yet did not see. It was late, and Davies had sat up long after the servants had retired for the night. It was often his custom to do so, and the servants understood that their master did not wish them to wait for him. He was a wealthy young man, and kept such hours as pleased himself, often preferring the quiet of the night. The servants would think little of the sound of quiet footfalls upstairs, they would assume them to be those of their restless master. On any other night that would have been true, but on this night Martin Davies looked into the heart of the dying light within the fireplace, and his gaze never faltered, his feet never wandered. Around him there fell a darkness that the glow of the embers could not dispel, a darkness that was more than mere shadow but true blackness, almost pulsing with a life of its own. The blackness wrapped the walls of Davy's drawing-room, hid the light of the fire from any eyes but those of Martin Davies himself, and reached like cold tendrils into the rich man's mind. Those icy fingers of dark thought carried the innermost workings of the millionaire's mind to another being, one that lurked within that pulsing wall of shadows. Two eyes shone forth from the black with a light that seemed almost unnatural, to those few that had seen it and lived, the eyes of Ajay Shah. Those eyes now studied the face of Martin Davies. They had met before in the home of Wallace Blake over a very agreeable dinner. Davies had been as charmed as any at that assembly by the utterly disarming Mr. Shaw, and had invited the newcomer to the city to dine with him at his club. Again Shaw was introduced by his new host to many other prospects many more insects for his great web. But there was something about Martin Davies, something that Shaw could not be sure of. It had been impossible to search the young man's mind fully within the confines of the fashionable club macaw, but Ajay Shaw, master of the mind, had reason enough to fear. He drew closer to his victim. Still there was resistance, Still there lurked a secret within that mind. Was it possible? The shadows that surrounded Shaw seemed to quell for an instant as he reached deeper into the mind of the frozen Martin Davies, forcing the barriers down through strength of will, and drew forth every last scrap of truth. Shaw smiled, his fears forgotten as the last of Davies' resistance fell away before his mental might. It is not him, Ajay Shah said to himself with some satisfaction. What? said a voice at the doorway quietly. 
Shaw turned his head towards the door with half a hiss. Quiet, you lumbering fools! He snarled at his henchmen, who had returned to the drawing room for further instructions. But Mr. Shaw, the lead brute, protested. And I told you not to call me that, he said, arching an eyebrow. The darkness seemed to roll forward over his shoulders like a cloak drawn closer to its wearer. The effect on the assembly of underlings was immediate. Yes, master, the first of them sputtered, the word falling awkwardly from his mouth. I just thought you were talking to us. Ajay Shah delivered a waxen smile to his men. This crew that Joshua Cain had procured for him was capable, to a point, and would be easily disposed of when that point was passed. No need to crack the whip too hard. I understand, he said, with as little menace as he could manage. Your error was natural. In fact, I spoke only to myself. I feared for an instant that our host, Mr. Davies, might be... toying with me. The thug at the door gave a puzzled look to his two confederates. No, he's outright enough. I don't know how you do it. Indeed, Shaw smiled in spite of himself. He looked once more at Davies. He was of the right age, of the right class. His build was strong, his mental resistance had been more than might have been expected of the true weaklings of the social set. As for the face, well, Shaw could not trust his memory on that subject. It might have been him. That could have proved awkward. He heard the men at the door shuffle uncomfortably. He turned back to them. "'You found the wall safe in the master bedroom?' he snapped. "'Yes, master,' came the reply. "'It was all just like you said. "'We got the securities from the office, "'cleaned out all the cash in the place, "'and found the jewels in storage. "'We've got it all.' "'Not all,' Shaw smiled. "'There is a hidden chamber behind the bookcase against that wall.' Shaw gestured to his right as he circled the immobile Martin Davies. Inside you will find a crate containing twenty thousand dollars in gold. It seems that young Mr. Davies' father never quite trusted the vagaries of high finance. Probably why the family fortune survived. Shaw smiled as his minions struggled to open the panel behind the bookcase and enjoyed their gasps of astonishment as they learned that their new master was right yet again. Shaw dispelled their questions with a dismissive wave of his hand. It is time we were on our way, Ajay Shah ordered quietly. But master, one of his men protested, how are we going to fence all this loot? I mean, once this bird wakes up and calls the cops. My dear fellow, Shaw silenced his man with an icy smile. You worry entirely too much. He moved his hand gracefully before the unseeing eyes of Martin Davies, and the young millionaire slowly followed like a fish on a line. Shaw motioned gently towards a chair before the fire, and Davies sat obligingly. You see, the loss of these items will never be discovered. Shaw positioned a book open on Martin Davies' lap, as though he had fallen asleep while reading by the fire. Suddenly, Ajay Shah whipped his head around toward the fireplace, and the fire within blazed to life as though fuel had been thrown upon it. The log that had been smoldering burst forth with a great cracking sound, raining flaming shrapnel onto the floor before the fireplace, the carpet, and the chair where Martin Davies sat. 
"'For you see, gentlemen,' Shah said as he breezed silently past his astonished henchmen, "'Mr. Davies never will wake up.' And with that the master of the mind and his accomplices faded into the night, as the flames that would consume the mansion spread, and all the while Martin Davies sat silently, staring into the fire with eyes that did not see. If you produce audio dramas, it obviously isn't to become rich and famous. You love the medium, and you want to share your passion for theater of the mind. The Mutual Audio Drama Network is looking for you. Mutual presents audio dramas every day of the week, each with its own genre. Mystery, sci-fi, comedy, horror, all reaches of the imagination. It doesn't matter if you produced your shows years ago or are still cranking them out. Share them on the world's largest collection of modern audio drama and audio fiction. Give a listen at MutualAudioNetwork.com. And if you'd like to be a part of the excitement, with free access to all sorts of voices, sound effects, music, and more, just drop a line to mutualaudio at gmail.com. The Mutual Audio Drama Network. Why not join us today?